All right, so today we are talking about the Black Civil Rights class. We both took it last year, Alon and I, and we really want to convince and encourage students to take the course for next year. And we're also going to be interviewing Mr. Long later to get more information on what the course is looking like this year compared to last year. And also more information on the different nest speakers that are coming in for all the students to listen. The course, History and Literature of Black Civil Rights, has been a heavily impactful, joyful, and meaningful experience for all who have taken it. Students spend their time in the classroom learning about history, either only briefly taught or not covered at all. They spend weeks thoroughly going through information which leads into open discussion and productive conversation. To supplement the course curriculum, students go on various field trips to help apply their knowledge and relate information to real-world locations. We chose to speak about this course because we feel strongly that current and future students who are interested in this course should know about not only the experiences they'll have, but the commitment it takes to be present within this course. Before taking this course, we had very limited education on Black history. All I only knew of was, you know, Martin Luther King Jr., Rosa Parks, bus boycott, and that was really it. What about you, Alon? I mean, I, I I heard of, you know, Malcolm X mm-hmm. and I heard the Black Panthers, but we never really covered it yeah. as much as we covered other topics. Mm-hmm. And it was always like uncomfortable, like learning about hard topics and, you know, to open the conversation about race related topics um, and schools in general have put such a negative label on CRT, which also was another reason making the class at first kind of uncomfortable. During the class, it was one of the hardest mentally challenging courses I've taken by far. I was forced to have conversations outside of my own comfort zone, and it helped me ask questions about the things I've already accepted in today's society. Um, it forced some of our students to be vulnerable and open up and really share their stories. I'm not going to name anyone, but we did do these presentations um, during at the end of the year. And we really heard some of our Black classmates' stories, and it was really eye-opening to hear about their experiences. And I think it was definitely one of the most like impactful things through our course. We, um, one of the things that I really enjoyed during the course was uh, the multiple field trips that we took and the, uh, the multiple speakers that we listened to, whether it was uh, Zoom or in person. Uh, we went to different places uh, for history. Went uh, in person. It was cool seeing all that, but. What's so cool about the class, it wasn't just focused on one specific topic. We did a whole lesson on music. We did a lesson on Kendrick Lamar, which was really interesting because that's something that our generation can follow along with um, and be like passionate about. And also we learned about, you know, Malcolm X. So people and events, groups. Um, we learned about the impact of like women in the Black Panther Party and also intersectionality, which was an interesting topic. One thing I want to point out to students who are interested in taking this course um, is to not be shy coming into the course. It, the the main thing that Muma and Mr. Long preach is that it's a student-driven course. Mm-hmm. At multiple points throughout the, the year, they asked us if we had anything we wanted to talk about. And we brought them with um, valid things, valid you know, points, mm-hmm. with uh, reasonable explanations mm-hmm. and stuff. And we went from there. We had Fridays every week where we would just sit there, discuss, didn't have a topic. We would just go into it. The teachers wouldn't mm-hmm. teach. They would just be there to moderate the conversation. So, like We would talk about what was going on that day, whether that be in school or on the news. So it wasn't always just like back in history. We also talked about current events, which was really helpful. 
after the class, um, I was very uh, impacted. It left me with uh, different perspectives on things, which I've already decided where I stood. Um, me and Skylar, we can both, you know, attest to this. It, it, left, it left us both with a feeling of sort of advocacy to do things for people who mm-hmm. have not spent the time mm-hmm. to learn. I um, went out for student council last year and I really wanted to make an impact or try as best as I could to hear out all voices. Um, this course has definitely changed my perspective on things. And I also want to be more involved with rallies. I've been to some abortion rallies, but there hasn't been any on like civil rights at the moment, like in Harrisburg. But I do really want to try and get more involved because this is something that I've become more and more passionate about since this class. Also learned an understanding of the difference between a conversation and a debate, as well as a willingness to have both. Um, this class has really matured us to not just like take a defensive stance but really try and like understand someone and just talk it out in a mature way. Yeah so we just got done talking about you know before during and after the class from last year and we want to hear your thoughts about how the class went for you last year and your opinions on it. How you think it went? I think last year was a was a very good year as far as coming off of COVID. We were really concerned the the numbers had dropped, and from the beginning we we saw the course as kind of an ex, more of an experience than a regular, you know, just a regular typical class. And during uh, during COVID, when we went remote and hybrid, it's the, the enrollment really went down. So, um, you know, a few different things. The the numbers bounced back but I, I really thought that the overall um, we had a good year with uh, with getting out to the museum and uh, having the opportunity to really kind of gel a little bit as a group uh, we had some people that were willing to kind of be vulnerable and share um, and I think the the projects at the end uh, were, were a nice capstone to all that so I really think that Part of the reason why we have such big numbers this year was because of the success of last year mm-hmm. and students talking about the, the course. Yeah, so speaking of the projects last year, um, earlier in our recording, I mentioned how um, me and Skylar both feel strongly that current and future students who are interested in this course should know about not only the experiences they'll have, but the commitment it takes to be present in the course. I wanted to ask you, Mr. Long, what are you and Mr. Mumaz, some of your expectations you have for students before and after their time in the course? What are some things you want them to take away? Uh, as, far as, as far as takeaways, um, I, I think probably the, the biggest one is everybody comes into whatever course it is or many different experience in life with some preconceived notions. And I, I think that we have those preconceived notions and sometimes even just an unawareness of things that um, we want students to kind of challenge those perspectives you know to really you know part of our portrait of an eagle is to build empathy and i know we do that in a lot of different curricular areas but this course predates portrait of an eagle but yet it has 
portrait of an eagle all over it. So to, to, build, to build empathy, to really like listen to people that have different experiences and, and to try to challenge our preconceived notions so we can grow you know, as people. And when we're interacting with people, we can value, you know, one another's stories because, um, you know, we have different stories, but we have all, you know, the commonalities of being human and going through this life. And so that's, I mean, that's like the biggest, the biggest takeaway. Um, as far as, as far as expectations, we really, that I, if you met in the course itself, that's, that's been a difficult one because, on the one hand, we want this to be a course for anybody and everyone, you know, regardless of past academic performance, you know, regardless of whether, you know, we want this to be open for everyone. Um, the challenge then is if we make the course too academically heavy, it'll turn a lot of students away, but then we don't want it to, and we've probably erred a little bit too much the other way, so we, we've ended up with some students in the past um, that maybe have taken it a little bit too lightly. So we've tried to, we've, you know, it's, it's a serious subject matter. So we've, we've tried to tighten up on that a bit, but it's, it's, it's going to be a learning process, you know, to find that, that sweet spot. It's going to be a learning process. Um, for students that have taken the course, you know, eventually I, I, I kind of, I would like to see as much as possible students that, you know, to come back and, and to see us and still be a part of what we're doing. Because in many ways, the course isn't really the end point. Uh, I think we see it as a starting point. Mm -hmm. And, you know, to build a larger community of students that have gone through the course that are still want to be a part of us and we want to be a part of them. And if to the extent possible to still take, you know, be a part of what we're, what we're doing. And even, you know, to, to, um, to come back and share their experiences with, with the class, you know, I mean, so I think that's something we would like to see. Um, you talked about the new room and how there's obviously the class size is double and the room is bigger. Do you, that changes a lot of things. Like how has it been going with, you know, everyone trying to speak? Because I feel like last year we lucked out with not only a lot of people who could really step out of their comfort zones, but it was more of an enclosed space so we could hear, you know, people's stories and being more vulnerable. Right. Yeah, I mean, you know, if I'm being honest, when I saw those numbers, I was like, wow, this is great. You know, this is almost double the amount. And my, my original vision is I wanted to see it at some point in time, at least 100 students take the course and to see 58 or 60 on there, I was like, wow, you know, that's, that's really great. And then when I heard that they were combining it into one section, I, honestly, I, was, I understood the rationale, but I was a bit disappointed and I was a bit concerned of, of what that would do. Um, you know, the bottom line is we have to, we have to do whatever we have to do to make the, the course work if we believe in, you know, what the course stands for. So, I mean, uh, whatever's thrown at us, we have to kind of, we have to kind of deal with. Um, but one of my concerns going into that room was, as you know, it's, it's very wide, but it's, it's narrow and the seats are all permanent, so you can't really move around as much, and there's not space to move around in the groups, so we've had to invade the hallways, and that's, I mean, that's fine. That, that's worked out so far. Uh, I was really concerned about, 
uh, having such a big group, as you said, that people wouldn't talk as much, they wouldn't be as vulnerable. Um, I don't know that we've gotten to the place of vulnerability necessarily of people sharing a lot of their personal stories that might come in time but we certainly do have I mean we still have students that are more than willing to participate and 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 quite a few it's just that one part of it is being in that room students have to learn like as teachers we're used to this but students have to learn to project their voice a little bit more because you can't hear people uh you know from one side to the other but not being able to move around the desks you know that's that's been somewhat of a limitation, but you know, we're, we're dealing with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As you said about the, um, not reaching a point of vulnerability yet. Um, and going back to how you said about the, the, the groups of people in the course mm-hmm. compared to last year, uh, coming into the class this year, just saying hi to Mr. Muma. Um, there, there's like a clear difference between groups of people some people are more mature some people Mm -hmm. aren't some people are body language right some people are excited to be there you know you can tell um which leads me into the uh about vulnerability i um i know me specifically i was considering dropping the course in the first month of it because i wasn't ready to have those conversations i was pretty um what's the word conceited guarded Guarded. Yes, guarded. Um, yeah, I wasn't ready to have those conversations. And um, I said earlier in the uh, recording, it, it left me and Skylar with a feeling of sort of advocacy. Mm-hmm. I know me, I, I've had conversations with people um, trying to like not push them towards certain views, but right. open to be, you know, different conversations and everything. I know Skylar, she spoke on um, doing different uh what did you say? <laughs> what is this about? Your uh, oh, the after part about yeah. my involvement. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I started. I joined student council if oh, I wow. could help and like hear out all voices. I obviously wanted to, and yeah. there's not many rallies. I've been to some abortion ones, mm-hmm. but if there were more about you know civil rights issues, I would definitely go. Just finding ways to be more involved. Yeah, I'm. I mean, it's 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 great to hear that um, that the, the course has an impact on, like I said earlier, just kind of like challenging perspectives and, and being willing to, to put yourself out there. I mean, I think that we, we certainly, um, we don't really, see, we, we see it as our job more to, to probe and to educate and to challenge. Uh, we don't, you know, we don't see the course as kind of a, a laboratory to, to, to develop advocates. But, um, but it's, you know, I think, uh, Elon, you make a really great point about the whole idea of maybe not being ready for these conversations. And I'm, I'm sure glad that the two of you stuck it out. But I, but I think that's also a really valid point um, that, you know, we, we realized going into this that we were going to get involved in some really hard conversations and you know some people for a variety of reasons are more ready to have those conversations than than others and and that's that's totally that's totally fine i think the more we the more experience that mr muma and i have with the course maybe you know we're learning a lot every day and every year and probably if you come back to see this course five years from now it might look 
you know, I'm sure some of it will look the same, but it might be very different, you know, as we as we learn more um, about how to facilitate those types of, of conversations. Uh, but I do think that that's one unique thing that the course offers, and I'm not saying other courses don't do this, but it's but this is kind of the, one of the sole in, intentional purposes of the course is to have those conversations. And um, a lot of people that haven't been in that in that position in the school setting, you know, it may it may take some time for them to be to feel safe uh, to be able to to do that. But the more we do it as a school, I, I think the easier it will become. Um, and as your experiences have have demonstrated, um, you know, it's 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 inspired you to you know, talk with people or to join student council, you know, to apply maybe and put yourself in other positions where, where you're going to learn, you know, even more. So, um, that's, you know, that's really, that's, that's really nice to, to hear. And I think the more we do this, the easier it'll be. I say that kind of, you know, with, with some reservation, but, but the easier it'll be and the better off our school will be. You know because of it all right so turning away from that um you told me last week about the speakers you have coming in tell me about other things that are gonna happen this year well i, I again and this is one of the things with uh with 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 covid had really shut us down um you know as as mr Mumal and i said from the very beginning you know the elephant in the room is you have two middle-aged white dudes talking about the movement right i mean so uh from the very beginning we wanted as much as possible to try to get out of out of the way and let those voices be heard and uh we're at a very critical window right now where a lot of the veterans of the civil rights movement are getting older and unfortunately, some of them are even passing away. So we're at a very critical moment right now to try to get, I think, um, I'm a big proponent of, of living history. I know this is a long answer to your question, but I'm a big proponent of living history to try to get the people that experienced it in front of students as much as possible. The only thing that I think is better than that is to get them in front of you in the spaces where it happened, which we haven't been able to do yet except for maybe, well, in York last, last mm-hmm. spring. Um, but to try to get students um, in, into those spaces. So, but having said that, I mean, God willing, we have a lot of exciting uh, opportunities coming up this, uh, this year. If everything comes to fruition, it's gonna be a very powerful year. Uh, this week, as you probably know, we have Phoebe Kilby and Betty Kilby Baldwin scheduled to visit us. Um, these ladies who are in their 70s, one, uh, one white, one African-American. Um, Phoebe, who is white, found out that um, her, one of her ancestors uh, enslaved people, was a slave owner, and uh, then discovered that she was related to Betty, and they've had this tremendous racial reconciliation. And uh, Betty was a civil rights advocate that was involved even in uh, desegregation of high schools in Virginia after uh, Brown versus Board of Education. So, so we're we're planning on bringing them in on Thursday. Um, then in November we have, I'm I'm really excited about this too. We have Lisa McNair scheduled to come. Um, Lisa, I you actually may have met 
her last year, if you went over to the to Dr. King um, uh, celebration at Messiah University last year. Uh, but she's coming back into the area, and of course she's the sister of Denise McNair, one of the four little girls that was killed in the um, 16th Street Baptist Church bombing in, uh, in 1963. Uh, so Lisa's written a book titled Letters to Denise, and um, so, she's, so she's coming and she's going to stop at CV and, um, and share um, her message with, uh, with our students. And then um, we have uh, a, a trip planned for the African-American Museum again, and we're hoping to also get down to see Dr. Hancock again in Gettysburg. But in January, um, this year scheduled is Linda Blackman Lowry and her sister, Joanne Bland. And um, they are planning to, to come up for Messiah's uh, Dr. King celebration in January and then come over to, to CV. And if you have not read Turning uh, 15 on the, the Road to Freedom or if you haven't read their, um, their books and their bios, biographical backgrounds, Julia, really these are two ladies that have, have pretty much committed their life to, uh, to the civil rights movement, especially voting rights. Um, they participated in the voting rights demonstrations in Selma in 65. And Linda is the youngest recorded person to make the entire march from Selma to Montgomery. So we're very, very excited about, uh, about having those two. with that I mean Alon has a big question he wants to ask you at the end of this but before we get on to that how do you see this course in the future do you think it'll be in multiple periods more speakers what are your thoughts Uh, of course we would like to see it grow Um, I think as much as I think human nature is impatient and we would have loved to have seen 100 students the first year probably the gradual growth has probably been very good for the course um, so, I mean, I, I'm, if the numbers go down, I'm going to try to not interpret that as failure, but I'm pretty hard on myself. But, but there, there certainly will come a point where we'll, hit, we'll, we'll, we'll probably hit the wall with, with enrollment. Um, but again, my dream, one of my dreams for it is to see it at least hit 100. Um, I would like to see multiple sections. I hope they don't put 100 in one room. Uh, if if we if we get a hundred at some point in time, uh, you know, I want to take advantage of the speakers as much as possible. When I say take advantage, I mean I want to try to take advantage of the opportunity. Is a better way to say it of getting those those people in um, while they're young enough and still willing uh, to do it. Thankfully, the administration has been extremely supportive in this endeavor. Without that, it wouldn't happen. And um, so I'm hoping that we can continue to do that for as long as folks are willing and able to come and visit us. Um, you know, I, one of the things I, I'm wondering down the road is we, we started out, um, as you know, the course focusing on the African-American experience. And um, I don't necessarily want the course to ever let that go. But, I, but I, I wonder at some point in time in the future, 
um, do we develop potentially a, an, another separate course or will, will this course evolve? I mean, and I'm talking even like after I retire, will, will this course evolve into being a broader civil rights course that may, that may incorporate various groups of people? Um, we wanted to, of course, I think our, our heart was both more with the African-American experience in that, um, you know, it's, it's probably the longest enduring uh, major discrimination in the history of our, our country. Um, but as our school population becomes more diverse and as we start having more students from other parts of the world, um, you know, a question I have in the back of my mind is does the, does the content expand to, uh, to incorporate the experiences maybe of Latinx people or people from South or East Asia, uh, just to name a few. Um, will there come a point in time where the, the course may include uh, other groups in society, whether it's you know, uh, same-sex individuals or um, you know, um, you know, just other groups that have been you know, marginalized in society. And I, I don't know, really don't have the answer to that. Um, I, I, I don't want to necessarily bite off more than we can chew. So I really would like to see us continue with down, down this road for a while, but I could see that maybe happening in the future. Now, <laughs> I, uh, so I'm being this... set up here. I think. <laughs> so, so this, so, so I noticed last year at that, the last day of school, you had a, uh, it doesn't have to be this way shirt on. <laughs> yes. Um, and, and that got me thinking, I, uh, I don't think I've ever seen any other teachers outside of you and Mr. Muma, like actually like embody their course, um, outside of, you know, like art teachers and music teachers, um, especially a social studies, you know, focused course. I haven't seen anything like that. And it got me thinking, have you spoke with any other schools or any other teachers about maybe getting them to implement some of your curriculum in their courses or here at CV you mean or other schools any and their courses at CV or any other schools as well well I mean it's an interesting way you put it like embodying you know I I, that's kind of an interesting word I mean I I I think that probably in in the district you know we have people that 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 costume and stuff like that um I don't know if that's exactly what you meant because I'm not really like a big costuming kind of person, but I think that, um, you know, one of the things that your class last year, um, I, I think really cracked the door open and it'll be interesting to see how much that's followed up on. Um, and, and this is maybe a, is a roundabout answer to your question, but um, you know, you're, you're, uh, you met with administration, um, and I think they heard you, and I think that there's going to be an effort, and I think it's, I think it has started, 
to diversify um, our, our curriculum, our curricula, you know, across, across the board. I think that, um, I, I, I think that department supervisors are taking that to heart and I think that they see, uh, you know, a value in our, as, especially as our student body diversifies more and more for students to see themselves, hear themselves, feel themselves, you know, in our curriculum and in our, in our instruction. Um, as far as like talking to other teachers about incorporating what we're doing, um, I haven't really, I haven't done that really much, um, if, if at all. Um, probably because, well, I, I, it's an interesting question. Uh, probably because I know right now everyone has a lot on on their plates, and um, I think that it's it, it's maybe prudent to allow some of the things that are taking shape uh, to take to take course and and see where things go. Uh, not that I'm not that I'm just you know necessarily a, a gradualist on this, but I think um, I th- I think that probably. You know, there, there's been some informal conversations, but I haven't really gotten a whole lot of, into it, you know, with, with other teachers and other staff members. One of the things that I would like to do, because Linda Blackman Lowry's book is geared more toward young uh, adults, is to try to get her into maybe one of the elementaries or the middle school, um, especially fifth grade, I think. Would be would be a good target audience because uh, you know part of my part of my concern is that it, we in some ways are starting a little late. We need to really do more of this education at younger grades. So I think in some ways that's where the conversation has to be had. But at the same time. Um, we have to be we, we have to be we have to be smart about it because I think some people are not necessarily they're not trained for that or they're not ready for it and I'm not saying that 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 I'm totally trained either you know it's it's a it's a process uh, I think that um, in some cases people might be confident but yet it's easy to step on landmines so uh, we have to be pretty deliberate about how we do it we have to do it the right way but i i would like to see some things in younger grades i mean you know it's like mr Muman i say occasionally the one thing about the course when you ask me about the future of it i think probably the ultimate for this course would be that it would cease to need to exist (laughs) you know which that's kind of strange but i mean that would be like the ultimate that we would have that type of mindset that human beings are human beings and the course wouldn't really need to to exist but um, you know one of the things we also want to be careful of is keeping things in scope and sequence so it's it's kind of important uh, from that standpoint too I mean you don't want to go down to fifth and sixth and seventh grade and teach the entire civil rights movement um, 
you know, we'd have to move the shift everything, you know, in order to do that. But yeah, there's been some informal conversations, but we haven't really we haven't really branched out to other to other teachers too much, and maybe that's something we should do. But we don't want to be in imposition either. No, not yeah, I think not. we're good. Um, thank you for your time, and we're really happy to hear how much this course has grown, especially since when it very first started. Last year was a great year, um, and this year to see how much it's grown and all the speakers, it's it's awesome. Well, uh, thanks for the opportunity, and um, go out and be the change. Juan, what do you have to say to students who are thinking about taking this class? Do it, join. It's a fantastic experience. Thank you.